Hello, and welcome to Career Talk with OG, where we empower you so opportunities come to you. Through our series of podcasts, we will give you relevant, practical, actionable career tips and strategies. We believe that through the act of storytelling, we can deliver relatable and authentic talks that allow listeners to gain real-world insight into the career journeys of industry professionals. With our very own Sasson, we bring to you Career Talk with OG. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another session of Career Talk with OG. Today, uh, we have my friend, she's amazing, uh, Adriana Dawson, who is a community engagement director at Verizon. By the way, so if you have any problems with your cell phones, I just got the person here, okay? <laughs> Thanks, <All right>. Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, folks. But so today's topic is a topic that I see a lot discussed. Well, before the pandemic, you know, in the water cooler talks, around the office, certainly on social media, the the how do you how do we achieve work-life balance? But before I get into it, let me give you a little bit of background on Adriana. So as I mentioned, Adriana is the Director of Community Engagement for Verizon. And what that means is that she oversees the Verizon Foundation, corporate social responsibility initiatives in the Rhode Island and areas of Massachusetts. So she's up in the Northeast. Um, she is also a nationally recognized bilingual bicultural leader with 25 plus years of, uh, of demonstrated uh, impact at the intersection of community and business development. She is also a first generation Colombiana, Colombian American. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, she is a wife, she's a mother, a daughter, a caretaker. We're going to talk a lot about these things, uh, these different hats that uh, Adriana wears. But um, Adriana, thank you so much for uh, being with us today on uh, Career Talk with OG. Well, I'm happy to be here, Oscar. I mean, there's no place I'd rather be than with the OG right now. So, you know, I'm I'm in beautiful Rhode Island, the Ocean State. You know, I'm based out of Providence. And, you know, thank you for amplifying our voice and my voice. Uh, and I'm so looking forward to this conversation. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Um, so there we met, uh, I did a, a training recently for ASA, which is another fabulous organization out of the Midwest. Um, it was a LinkedIn training and you were one of the attendees. And I think you connected with me before or something like that. And, um, but um, you know what, let's, uh, let's, let's, first I want to start off Tell us a little bit more about the work that you do at Verizon, because um, it sounds like super cool. It is super cool, and I love it. Um, so I've been with Verizon for a little over a year and a half. And as you mentioned, I'm the uh, director of community engagement for Verizon. So really, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, well, what do you do? So like you mentioned, so overseeing the Verizon Foundation um, and so grants, sponsorships, uh, volunteer opportunities, really weaving Verizon into the fabric of the community and being very intentional about the partnerships that we establish to help support existing programs in the community that are lifting mm -hmm. communities, um, that are uh, transforming lives and supporting folks 
who are currently on a path to self-sufficiency, right? They're upskilling and reskilling and they're connected to these amazing resource partners in the community. And I have the distinct honor of building those relationships with key stakeholders and community-based organizations and making decisions on investments and what programs we will be investing in. And so we swim in lots of different lanes. I have the opportunity to have lots of fun across many different sectors. So I work in the small business community with chambers and small business organizations mm. and associations. As I mentioned, um, I work very closely with community-based organizations, both grassroots, grass tops, faith-based groups, um, municipalities, you know, really if what I like to uh, to refer to is it's an Olympic-sized pool and I get to swim in all of these different <laughs> lanes, you know, and really identifying opportunities for Verizon to become a better community partner, right? We, we want to yeah. serve the communities that we're in and recognizing that um, our communities are very flavorful. They're nuanced. Sure. Um, and so, again, honoring the uh, historical context of the communities we're stepping into and engaging in real conversation, you know, with folks on the ground doing the work and identifying the intersection of our work to ensure that we're doing right by the communities that we're in. And so yeah. I have lots of and lots of fun building not just relationships, but building friendships. Right. Sure. I'm, I'm in the business of people. And mm -hmm. so that's what I get to do day in and day out. Yeah. And, you know, the last part that you said, I think is so important for um, for all of us to understand whether we are Verizon user, whether we have a nonprofit or, you know, a small business, whatever it is. And that is the importance of really building those friendships. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the truth is anyone can write a check. Okay. Right. But but. It's not so much about writing a check, but rather being intentional in, in your giving. And the way you become intentional is by understanding, embedding yourself in the community, understanding the true needs, who are the true players that are truly making a difference and they're leading with their heart. So uh, that's why I said, Adriana, you have a really cool job. Um, by the way, Carlos uh, Quesada, Adriana, if you have not connected with Carlos, connect with him, okay? Carlos Quesada is with the Ruben Networks, Lash, okay. uh, Packard out here on the on the West Coast. Great guy, um, running Hola, some Carlos. ERG groups. I'm coming yeah. up to you next, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, he's a great, great, great guy. You're gonna love him, man. But, um, so Adriana, tell us, um, cause, and we, you and I talked about this, okay? When I looked at your LinkedIn profile, how did you, how did you get to to this role here? Ay Dios mío, oh gee, it's you know. So um, I like to say that it's it hasn't been a, a linear path, right? And so I am a first generation Colombian American, first generation professional. So mm -hmm. I would I didn't have the opportunity to glean from anyone in my household. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm very honored that I come from a very hardworking uh, family from very, very humble beginnings. My parents were both factory workers, right? So uh, currently there's no such thing as 401k for them. They rely on their social security and their only daughter, Adriana, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah. And so, you know, at the dinner table, we talked about what a hard day at work it was. And they would yeah. show me their hands and they would show me their burns and their cuts. 
right? So what that instilled in me was just this sort of resilience, you know, this ability to want to do better for them. They sacrificed so much in order to put me on the right path. So what that meant for me was saying yes to opportunities, you know, stepping into every single door I possibly could. Some weren't as wise and as smart as others, but nonetheless, it was a pathway. Uh, but what I learned very early on in my career was that I'm very much an extrovert. I love people. I need mm. to be externally facing and also recognizing that um, I relied very much on my communication skills. Having stepped into that role of being a translator at a very young age and mm -hmm. advocating for my parents relate to that. <laughs> at a very young age, I was eight, nine, 10 years old translating for my parents at the doctor's office, at the insurance office. So, you know, those were very formative experiences that at a young age, I just felt very comfortable sort of working a room and stepping into conversations. And thankfully I was able to kind of take those skills and honor those skills and work them into a career. So although I have been in six different amazing industries, the thread along my 25 plus year career has always been people, community yes. engagement, you know, business development, but with a real focus on minority small businesses and understanding how to braid the community voice and community aspect and make sure that that voice and that need and that space got amplified sure. um, at the tables that I was sitting in with my potential employer. Yeah. You know, uh, by the way, Adriana, you just used the word braid. Like, uh, it's amazing how you just used, you just turned trenzas into like a powerful <laughs> word here. <laughs> Trenzas, <laughs> and, and in a little bit, I'll, I'll make a reference to chanclas, like it's all about like the cultural aspect and the cultural nuances that I use as an asset for yes. my career. Yes, yes, yes. So, Adriana, let's talk about what you, right now, you just said about using, you know, some of your like cultural experiences and so forth. I think, so part of the trainings that I do, I, um, I, I, I like I tell people LinkedIn is a tool. Okay, it's like like a screwdriver, a hammer, etc. It's a tool, right? And but the key thing though in in these tools is knowing how to take how to translate our cultural experience, our life experiences into a positive, into a strength, and not look at it as a weakness, right? And so I think that's one of the things that I love about you that, you know, as, as we've talked, that you've been able to do that successfully. And so talk about that. Like, can you give us some examples of some things that you've turned around and, and used it for for positive in, in your career growth? No, absolutely. And I appreciate that, Oscar. So um, I, I have, I've learned how to embrace and appreciate my swag. <laughs> you know, the, mm -hmm. there, there was a point early on in my career that, um, you know, I felt like maybe I'm a little too much. Maybe the red mm -hmm. lipstick isn't appropriate, you know, or sort of the, yeah. the all of the colorful elements that I possess. You know, if, if I introduce all of that, it's going to yep. scare people, you know, mm -hmm. or what will be the perception? And there just came a point in my career where I just felt really anchored and centered in my truth and in my 
you know, authenticity and bringing yeah. all of me into all of these conversations. And all of me includes la cultura. It includes yes. being bilingual, being bicultural, being very flavorful. And I, I am a very colorful spirit. And the way I look at business and business models is very, very inclusive. So I am unapologetic about yes. how I refer to business and talk about business drivers and growth, because I'm talking about communities of color that have yeah. extreme buying power that, you know, where the women in the households make the decisions, yeah. where decisions are made around the dinner table, just the way we talk about business and uh, family opportunities is a little bit different. It's culturally nuanced. So yeah, yeah I, I, I embraced that, um, all of it and introduced it in my uh, intentional career path and identifying uh, potential employers that I would align with, that my North Star connected with. And thankfully I've been very lucky on that road. And I am now um, uh, at Verizon and I couldn't be happier. You know, they they truly yeah. um, embrace all of that and, um, you know, and continue to invest in me and my development and want continue to want Adriana. So I'm I'm here for all of it. That's awesome. And see, that's another point. You just touched on another point that I also share a lot of times with people that the more we can align our personal values with the values or what oftentimes we hear it referred to as the company culture, mm -hmm. the happier we're gonna be. Right. And uh and that's something that you are doing, have been doing and doing uh, in, um, uh, in, 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 you know, in, in, uh, with Verizon. Um, so Dan, so I want to switch to talking about the, um, uh, the work-life balance. Okay. Because again, it is something that I think to some extent our society um, pushes and, and, you know, tells us that we can achieve and so forth. Um, and, uh, and, and again, it's, you see it talked about, uh, written about. And so first of all, though, um, tell us, I mean, I kind of, in the beginning, you know, mentioned some of your different roles, but why don't you share with us, uh, with the audience a little more about your, you know, your family roles, the hats that you wear? Absolutely. So I, uh, I am a wife. I've been a wife for almost 17 years. Oh, Scott, he took the best years of my life. I've been a wife for almost 17 years. I have a beautiful 15 year old daughter and I have amazing, almost 80 year old parents who live with us. Mm. And so I wear many, many hats because I am a career woman, an ambitious career woman, unapologetic, yes. you know, about being very driven um, and motivated um, to, you know, have uh, a, a successful sort of career while balancing uh, motherhood and a very active teenager who is a, a basketball star with a very active basketball schedule while also supporting two aging parents who yeah. don't speak English, who are now um, very involved and engaged in the healthcare system, right? And so it's it's balancing and managing all of that while also still trying to maintain a sense of self. Yeah. 
trying to maintain sort of mental health and being true to to me and 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 what feeds me and so that that can be a little overwhelming at times of course certainly can yes of course i was my parents caregiver for many years and like you when i was in kindergarten the minute I learned how to speak some English, I became their translator. And, and then into adulthood, I was a primary caregiver. And it is a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. It is stressful. Um, I, I want to go into a little deeper into this work-life balance. So earlier today, I saw a post. Um, you, know, you, you shared today's LinkedIn Live as a, as a post. And um, I saw someone comment that... Um, they said, you know, something along, I'm paraphrasing, something along the lines of like, Adriana, you're amazing. You're all over the place. You know, um, so how do you do it? And and, and 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 I might be wrong. Tell me, I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I'm willing to bet that there are times when you just can't handle it, all these things, okay? Uh, it's just too much. Like you said, it gets overwhelming. So talk to us about those moments when you've just kind of lost it and what do you do to bring yourself back up or to stay quote unquote balanced? (laughs) Right, so thanks. So so the balancing act is still a work in progress, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. But how I attempt to center myself and uh, I'm thankful that I am an optimistic person. So I, I tend to uh, look for the silver lining um, and I, because I'm mindful of the space that I'm in, I'm very self-aware. I know when I'm getting ready to hit a wall, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm not, um, I'm not afraid to ask for help or to tell my husband, I need a vacation or I need to get away or I'm driving to the beach And so that's one of the things that I'm very thankful for, because if I were not as self-aware as I am, I think it would be a lot more challenging for me. And I have a great support network. I have an amazing extended family. I have an amazing sisterhood circle, just friends Mm -hmm. that I can reach on. And this amazing professional network that I'm stepping into to be like, listen, you know, I'm dealing with these bottlenecks and all these hiccups. I need to run these ideas by some thought partners. I need some help because I'm I'm in my head a lot. And yes. now being in this virtual environment, I'm by myself, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And so just having and creating all these different outlets for myself that allow me to pull on different people depending on the outlet that I need to plug into, I'm ready to go. Like I'm ready to plug and I'll tell you, I need a safety net. Oh, Scott, I need you right now. Like send send me some of those good vibes because yes. I need you to sprinkle onto me and pour onto me. Yes. Um, so yes, I've been, um, I, I've been very mindful of, of reaching out. I think, I think, to, to Latinize what you just said, Amiga, I think you have a bunch of comadres and compadres around, right? I mean, to, to support, to, to provide that support. I So here's the thing, okay, that sometimes as the oldest child, male or female in the family, we are taught to, right, to shoulder that responsibility, mm-hmm. to take on more things. 
what advice would you give someone who is is shouldering those responsibilities and feels like maybe there is no one around that can help him how how do you get that person to see that you know what maybe there is some people to help because it sounds like you've been able to kind of build your tribe of comadres and compadres that's right and uh I think I've been able to do that somewhat successfully because I recognize that I needed to, talking about trenzas again, that it was important for me to braid my personal and professional. There was a point mm. in my life where my professional life is my professional life. I'm not gonna talk about it with anyone and my personal life stays personal and I'm not gonna air what goes on at home. It was, you know, kind of like what I was taught at home. Adriana, yeah. no hable de lo que pasa en la casa, like, you <laughs> yes. know. And, but there came a point where I'm like, listen, there's this like intentional collision happening, you know, like, my worlds are colliding and I need to be mindful that there's this collision. So how can I very thoughtfully, respectfully honor both worlds and figure out how to bring them together? Where if I have work colleagues, you know, and you spend more time with people at work than you do with your family members at home. It's true. Right. So true. I needed to be comfortable sharing with some of my close work colleagues. Like I need to lean on you today. I'm yes. having a bad day. Or, you know, I've got some uh, family appointments that I need to take care of. Do you mind taking these meetings for me? I so appreciate you. And I'll circle back with you at the end of the day for an update. And guess what? I got you next week. Mm -hmm. You know, so it was learning how to be a little bit vulnerable and, and sharing some of that with my uh, professional network internally who had my back. I was sure. just in my head like, no, Adriana, like they need, everybody needs to think you're superwoman and you're not allowed to ask for help either from here or from there. But again, yes. at some point I was like, that goes out the door, you know, yes. like I, I, I need to bring the comadres, compadres, you know, Pepe, Fefa, everybody together <laughs> <laughs> because I need all the help I can get. Well, you know, I commend you for your willingness to seek out help because I tell you, that's one of the things that I went through some personal challenges in my life. And I remember embracing the quote that, you know, God, don't give me a lighter load. Give me a stronger back to carry the load. And boy, did he give me a strong, uh, a, a heavy load. And but but the, the, the challenge with that is, is that. I felt like I could do it all and right. I closed myself off from reaching out to others for, for help. And so I commend you for that. Uh, by the way, um, we have a, uh, 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 Lisa Net Rodriguez. I don't know if you know. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> She's with Horizon as well. Shout out. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, but definitely. Um, I think I said, you, you have, achieved so much and I know and I know and I told you this just my intuition okay when we first met that um there you, you there you have more things that, uh, amazing things that you're going to accomplish but a question that comes to my mind is if you're if you're okay if you're comfortable sure. share something a time where things didn't go the way you planned and maybe you actually failed and how did you pick yourself up from that situation Oy. So I will share with you, I had an opportunity maybe a month or two back 
uh, to share a very personal story with a global women's group about mm. uh, a very profound instance that changed the course of my career. And when I tell you what it was, and when I tell people initially what it was, they think it was um, like something that was so horrible that it was difficult for me to recover from, but quite the contrary, it was an unfortunate situation, but it, it changed my mindset that what it did for me was it, it just gave me a very different outlook and it actually helped propel yes. and motivate my career. So um, really quickly, I was coming back from maternity leave and uh, I was meeting with my employer uh, on that Friday. I had only been back in the office for a week. And uh, this gentleman who was a white older male sat me down and um, I was super excited. I'm like, let's do this. I'm back in the office. And basically why he was meeting with me was to tell me that he was giving my uh, portfolio, a very successful portfolio I had built over the course of uh, two to three years. He was giving it to someone else in the office, another woman um, who had no children, who could continue to dedicate the amount of time to the portfolio Ooh. that it that it deserved, and because during my pregnancy I, you know, I became a little juicy during my pregnancy, he also <laughs> proceeded to tell me, you know, that the, unfortunately the business that we're in, a lot of it has to do with optics. So you know, we're gonna assign wow. you, we're gonna assign you different projects in the office to also give you some time to work on yourself so that when you're ready to get back out there, you know, you'll be a little bit more presentable. So wow. he tried to take my portfolio away from me, which was a Latino focused small business portfolio. Uh, back in 2006, it was the only effort in Rhode Island uh, dedicated to supporting Spanish speaking entrepreneurs in Rhode Island. Yes. And I had brought in all the funding. I had built the program out. And basically he was like, mm -mm, no, Adriana, you know what? You just had a baby. You need to focus on motherhood. So basically telling me you're a mother now. You can't be a career woman. So yeah. he attempted to take my portfolio away from me. And while doing that, he turned into a Weight Watchers counselor and said, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and while you're while you're working on special projects, you can work on yourself. Right. So he tried. <laughs> El hombre intentó, but he failed miserably because I came back on that Monday and I said, you know what? I've had the weekend to think about it. Here's what I'm proposing. Not only am I going to keep my portfolio, I'm going to grow it because I'm the only one in the office and in this organization and perhaps in the state, you know, equipped and qualified enough to grow this program. And number two, I'm going to get on more TV, more panels, and you're going to see me now more than ever. And that that's how it's going to go down. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, that's a great story. But even more so, I mean, the fact that you obviously bounce back up. See, Adriana, I have a feeling you are negatively motivated. I mean, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Oh, Scott, I swear to God, that's tell it. me no and just watch me. Just, just, just watch me. You're either going to roll with me or you're going to get rolled over. The best thing <laughs> that can happen to me is someone tell me no. David, about. I mean, so I mean, one, one thing I noticed, like, I mean, you're you're so amazing that you even straightened up the Leaning Tower pizza because uh, I look behind you. <laughs> that sucker's straight now. That's the first time I've ever seen that tower straight. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> no, but, um, oh, my God. 
There's another point that I want to come back to that you touched upon too as well. And you talked about, again, it goes back to putting together Mm -hmm. um, your support network, you know, like women and so forth. One of the things that I sometimes also hear is from other women is the, that sometimes it's hard for women to work with other women or to receive that support, you know, from other women. Um, Again, what do you say to someone who is um, wanting to develop a support network of women, but maybe perhaps there's, I don't know, jealousy or, or, or some conflict or some, like what, what are, what are some tips that you would give someone that's finding themselves in that situation? Sure. I would just say lean in girl, just lean in. Um, I've again, in my 25 year career, at the beginning of that career, um, I didn't, for some reason, I just wasn't seeing women being as helpful. I think, mm-hmm. you know, um, what I was seeing early on was a little bit more territorial, a more, I've worked really hard for this, you know, so yeah. you need to pay your dues. I'm not going to give you what I've worked so hard for. I might offer tips and tricks, but girl, you need to go and you need to earn your own stripes. Whereas now, and, and what I've been seeing in, I would say, like the last five uh, years or so is like this surge of sisterhood. It's mm. the sheroes. It's the what do you need? I got you. Who do I connect you to? How can I help you? Um, even my amazing colleagues who are, uh, you know, are watching now, either they've reached out to me where we've never met, but we've seen each other in the virtual tile space in meetings. And I'm like, I've seen her three or four times in the last two weeks. I need to know who she is, right? So it's just this sense of um, being seen and being heard um, and and developing this sisterhood and figuring out like how I can shine a spotlight on you because there might be a time that I might need you to help me make a connection. And so I'm just really feeling the love, you know, both internally within Verizon and externally and, and this platform you know, that's yeah. been my silver lining and my takeaway from this COVID experience is we've all been virtual. And I just yes. happen to be one of those folks that really leveraged the power of technology to make these amazing connections um, uh, uh, across the country, right? Yes. I've networked yes. with folks from the West Coast, the East Coast, the South, and just kind of leveraging this time to kind of understand what, what are you working on? What are you doing? How can we support each other? And so... You know, that that's just the space that I've been in. Yeah. Well, and and thank you, um, you know, for, for sharing because you're, um, you know, the whole thing about technology and embracing technology, um, I think there's a generational, obviously, there certainly is a generational aspect to this. Um, one, from the, my original question about, you know, the, the uh, supporting one another and mm-hmm. so forth, um, I think the younger generation uh, is more open, right, Absolutely. to... Um, helping, supporting one another. The older generation, <clears throat> I see it, you know, I mean, obviously because of their personal experiences and so forth, mm-hmm. kind of being maybe a little bit more territorial, a little bit more guarded. To your point about the technol- the embracing technology, um, one of the things that I also say is, is that the generation that is 40 and older, I mean, I still took a typewriter in college. Okay. I still wrote a couple of papers and, but, and, and the thing is, is that through by, by 
those of us that are 40 and older embracing technology platforms like this, we are able to get our message out to more mm -hmm. people. We're able to help more people mm -hmm. because it's going to be a while before in-person panel mm -hmm. discussions, in-person talks Absolutely. are going to happen. It's going to be a while before you and I are invited back to the high school and talk to high school kids or middle school kids, you know, college or whatever. So, uh, no, def definitely. But, um, so, I think mean, going back to being a caregiver, a mother, and a wife, um, do you ever feel like, okay, so there is, you know, th there's that saying that, that, People like yourself are mm -hmm. the sandwich generation, right? Because you have your 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 kids, or in this case, your daughter, you know, husband, and, and your parents, and so you're sandwiched in the middle. Mm -hmm. But do you ever feel like a sloppy Joe? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like a sloppy Joe. I feel like an arroz con pollo. I feel like uh, like I feel like all of it sometimes. And I have to, and honestly, I try to maintain a very healthy outlook. Right, yeah. uh, because I'm also sort of mindful of all the amazing sacrifices that my parents made for me, and and you know I I step into this this space with like this cultural thing, like in our you know there are some peers that I talk to in this space whose parents are um, similar in age to mine, and they're thinking about and looking at. Um, uh, retirement, what is it, the elderly housing uh, yeah. or sort of old folks home. Culturally, that's not anything that I subscribe to. Like sure. this is it, this, like, this, <laughs> this is it right here. Yeah. And so it's, it's challenging to have conversations like that sometimes with my peers who don't have that lived experience, don't have that cultural lens and are like, girl, are you crazy? Yeah, you don't need to deal with all those responsibilities. There are facilities for that. Yeah. No, that, that's just not, that's not for me. That's just not where I'm coming from, but it, it certainly can. It can. It can be a lot. Being pulled in uh, a ton of different directions. Un minuto. It's, you know, scheduling uh, stuff for my daughter's basketball. The next minute, you know, uh, trying to schedule tests or appointments for my parents. On, you know, it's just. And then I have to put on the happy face and don't forget the red lipstick for the, <laughs> for the meeting that I have. You know, yes. in, in five minutes and juggling all of those. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Remember the story you told me, I think, was it you were talking to a VP and then your mom, like, uh, Zoom bombed? Tell us that story. Tell everyone that story. So I was on a call with my VP, my amazing uh, actual senior VP. You know, I brought the dog downstairs. I put on, like, the best outfit, made sure I had the lighting right. Everything was perfect. Next thing you know, I hear the front door or, or the door to the house opening and then I hear footsteps and I'm thinking, okay, my mom's in the house, but she can hear me talking. Clearly, she's not going to step into my, my Zoom environment. I think the fact that she heard me talking was like, oh, Adriana está en una reunión. <laughs> so she popped in around the corner and did the hola. And I swear to God, oh, Scott, I was going to die. I thought I would literally was going to pass out and like crawl under my desk. And that is one of many instances where my mother does her famous, Hola, Adriana, ¿con quién estás hablando? 
<laughs> you know, and I think I told you, um, I don't remember whether or not in that instance she had her bra on or not. You know, hopefully, <laughs> she, hopefully she did because <laughs> she had her batola. <laughs> oh my gosh. So like that, that's, that's just how the household goes down. And I have to embrace all of that. I have to yeah. be okay with all of that because that's a representation of who I am and and like what I represent. This is me, all of it, good, bad, ugly. This is it. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that is, <laughs> that is a funny story. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, if my parents were still alive, I mean, uh, I'm sure, you know, my mom or dad, or maybe in my case, it would be my mom, you know, yelling at me because my dad went outside, you know, without a jacket and it's cold or whatever, you know? <laughs> It's something. And I have to be careful to keep my windows closed because my mom and my dad, they'll be bickering right outside the window. <laughs> you know, Olga, Alfredo, and they'll go back and forth. And I literally, there have been some meetings where I have to get up and close the window because I, you could hear them arguing right outside. <laughs> hey, I think I think we I think you, I have an idea for you for a side hustle if you're looking. Maybe you can like turn these scenes into like you know la novela or something like that, a live novella. <laughs> I don't know that any network would want to pick this up. <laughs> this would probably be pay per view. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you know what? One, one of the things with, with the pandemic, <laughs> if you really, if we think about it, one of the things about the pandemic is is that we have invited people, strangers in some cases, into our home. I mean, imagine pre-pandemic, you know, someone saying, hey, you know, can we get on a conference call? Oh, and by the way, we're going to do on video. And by the way, um, can you like, like, I want to see your living room. You know, you'd be like, weirdo? <laughs> Creep? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Creep, you know, today is like, hey, you know, there's my mom and dad. I están calando de las greñas, you know? Oh, <laughs> uh, Adriana, one last question here. So you have a 15-year-old daughter, okay? And uh, I'm sure you and your husband are doing a wonderful job of raising her. What, um, what personal advice would you give your 15-year-old daughter? And then secondly, what career advice would you give your daughter on her graduation day from high school as she's preparing to leave the home and go off on her own. Wow. So, Oscar, what I would tell my beautiful Veronica, her name is Veronica, what I would tell Veronica is, Mommy, embrace your excellence, right? You are destined for greatness and accept all of God's gifts and step into all of those doors and opportunities that life is going to present you. And hopefully you'll remember mom and dad's voice in your head as people are trying to come at you, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that would be my advice is for her to um, say yes to opportunities, even though sometimes she's kicking and screaming, I don't want to do that. That's not cool. And it's going to interfere with this and that. No, do it and try it. That's the only way right that you're going to be able yes. to better understand like if you know if if it's something that you even have a basic interest in and then as she's developing and and graduating from high school and looking to step into a, a career um i would suggest to her 
probably something similar, right? As she's either in college and looking at internship opportunities to explore different sectors, mm -hmm. you know, figure out whether it's a smaller organization, larger, like what, what does she like? So even as she identifies a particular uh, career track, okay, but within that career track, there's so many sort of um, variations of how yes. that can be activated and how her superpowers can be activated. So I would advise her, you know, just what's the worst that can happen? People are gonna say no, who cares? Yes. Keep right. it moving, shake it off and, and test out sort of different experiences in different spaces and give them all of you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> give them all of you and tell them that your mama told them, told you to like bring uh, 110% of it, Onika, nothing less. Yes, that's very beautiful uh, advice, uh, Adriana. Adriana, we're going to wrap it up here. I don't want to, but we are. Um, I know you have other things to do. Plus, it's your three hours ahead. So you're probably, you know, dinner time or it's past dinner. I don't know. Um, but um, Adriana, I want to thank you for being here today on Career Talk with OG. There's a lot of people that you touch as you, you know, go back and look at the replay on the comments. Um, and um, I'm really, really uh, fortunate to have gotten to meet you. And to your point, I mean, obviously you're on the East Coast, I'm on the West Coast. And mm -hmm. because of technology, we've been able to- We found uh, each other. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. But, uh, but now um, I, um, I, I commend you, Amiga, for, everything that you accomplished. Also the fact that you've been able to learn from some of the challenges in your life and been able to continue with that um, beautiful smile that you have, uh, you know, and, and your willingness to also just truly, truly love your family. The fact that you care for your parents. One thing that I've always said that caring for our parents is a moral responsibility that not many of us are willing to take. And you have taken that, my friend. So muchísimas gracias. Thank you. Oh, well, I so appreciate you. And I, I appreciate the space and this conversation, the real talk with the OG. <laughs> Seriously. Um, and, uh, and, and to the folks out there who are just listening to my story and just kind of the craziness in the whirlwind, you can find me on LinkedIn, connect with me. And I'm happy yes. to have follow-up conversations because it's all about the power of people, right? You know, so how can we continue to lift our voices and our space, I, our BIPOC and Latino folks? So let's uh, let's activate each other and let's activate our superpowers. But Oscar, to you, gracias, amigo. This has been phenomenal. I love having fun with you. So <laughs> I'm going to look forward to a follow-up conversation, part two, at some yes, point. Yes, yes, I was. No, thank you. Thank you, Adriana. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today on Career Talk with OG. Enjoy the rest of your week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Career Talk with OG. Be sure to rate us and let us know what content you want to see on our next podcast. For more information, visit our website at www.aspidaconsulting.com. Thank you.